I'm going to have to let it record for just a second, just in case it does one of those jump cut shit things. All right. Get that jumping cut. Get that jumping cut. All right, here we go. Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Demolition! We're coming for you, baby! <laughs> that was my moment of I carried a watermelon. And if you're going to call me back tomorrow, whatever I do. <laughs> you better believe I took my turn a little bit. <laughs> what? Cool story, bro. PG3 Radio. Nope. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, next up we have crying little blind children. Richard Mulliken. I don't know. Is this making any sense to anybody out there? It's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulliken, joined by my co-host and best friend, Josh Briley. Say hey, Josh. How's it going, everybody? How are you today, Richard? I'm doing swell, Josh. How about you? Well, I wouldn't think that you're doing swell. You've been doing uh, masonry work and all that. I figured <laughs> your back would be out or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm sore as crap right now, to be honest, and I feel like I've been sunburnt. It's like the hottest day of the year so far. And it's only like May 13th, 14th, something like that. By the time you hear this, it's probably been hotter. But It's not really anything good to look forward to, that's for sure. No, no, you just know that it's about to get a lot hotter outside, and I am not looking forward to it. Canada's not looking so bad now, huh? When did we have a, a plan to go to Canada? Well, you don't recall. I mean, I thought we were going to go up there and uh, conquer, and it was going to be like a little country to where we could run it. And so you're saying we had a plan to take over Canada. Maybe it was a dream. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I'm going to go with dream. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to have, like, Canadian, like... Heard you want to <laughs> conquer our government, buddy. <laughs> That's pretty bad Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Terrence and Philip. Yeah, I knew yeah. what you were going for. That's cool. So what's been going on, man? How's everything been going? It's uh, Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. Happy so Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, when you hear this, it's going to sound like... Mother's Day was two weeks ago, <laughs> but we recorded this on Mother's Day. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. So you texted me earlier today. I did. And you said that you had a gross story, and you wanted me to think of a gross story. Just a gross story, like, from childhood, whether it be you or something you've seen or maybe something your kid has done. Yeah, well... You know, just disgusting. I had a gross story of mine, but I don't know if it fits what you're wanting me want me to get so i've got one in mind it was just the only one i could think of well that's fine okay uh i mean do you want to go first no i'll let you go first this was your idea so well yeah but you started this so yeah go ahead i initiated go ahead go ahead pretty much i was just kind of thinking and this is something i haven't thought of in a long time i guess for good reason but (laughs) pretty much our dog died when I was maybe ten years old. Yeah, so Berkeley. No, 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 no. That was uh, the the blind poodle. <laughs> Toby was his name. Either way, I know it's <laughs> it sounds awful, but yeah, yeah he was blind. I wanted like, him to live his blind ass forever. He was blind longer than he was, uh, you know, 
Regular. Alive? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, 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 no. He lived to be like, I think it was 18. Mm-hmm. And he went blind when he was maybe seven. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So, like, he lived way longer just being blind than he ever did seeing everything. But anyhow. You think he ever got used to it? Oh, yeah. But still, my dad, he would screw with him. He'd put, like, some of my stuffed animals in front of his path when he oh, was walking. <laughs> He'd just walk all over them. My dad. That's <laughs> terrible. Either Look way. at him. He don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's my dad. Oh, wow. Either way, I, my I, mom. This you know, is all I want to talk about. Now. I know, right? <laughs> I want to talk about your blind dog. <laughs> it, it's, it was hilarious. Like, the blind dog, my mom said, um, like, whenever, you know, I, I was first born, and then I started getting stuffed animals and stuff. And she said, like, if I, when I was a baby, if I would drop one, you know, from the crib or something. Yeah. She would go in there, you know, just in passing, walking by my room, and she said Toby would, would like, have it down, and he would be humping it, and his little red rocket would be, you know, his little blind ass didn't even know what he was doing. She told you this, like, while you were younger? No, she, when I became an adult, it was just something funny that well, she remembered. Welcome from school, Josh. You'll no, never no. guess what your dog did today. No, no, you can no, share no, no. this at show and tell. No, no. She told me maybe, like, five years ago, so oh, I was okay. over 30. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, but either way, it, it, just shit like that, it was hilarious. But what I was talking about, I was just kind of, you know how sometimes you get into deep thought and you just start remembering stuff that uh, yeah, normally pulling you Pulling back repressed memories. Yeah, yeah, just stuff that you necessarily wouldn't be thinking about right. on a daily basis. Well, I remembered when I was maybe 11. It was a few months after we got our new dog, Berkeley. <laughs> now, Berkeley, he was from a rich family. You know, his initials were BMW. His name was uh, Berkeley Merle Washington. That's what these people told us when we got him. You know, it was somebody my aunt knew. This is Sir Berkeley of BMW. No, it was like an executive from the company that my aunt worked for. Uh, like his uh, uh, brother or something was giving away a Cocker Spaniel. He was three years old. Oh. So there's no excuse for what I'm about to tell you. Okay. But... Anyhow, we we got Berkeley, and he was causing all kind of trouble. You know, he wouldn't mind. He he started pissing in the in the floor all the time. Right now, Toby never did this. Like I wasn't <laughs> used to piss, and and if he pissed somewhere, you just you looked over it because God took his side a long time ago. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is like. I would be walking through the house after Berkeley would just piss right in the middle of the floor, yeah. and I would take the bump, you know, because oh. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking for the piss, yeah, you know. So I'm just coasting on through with life, you know. I'm going to the kitchen get something to eat, whoop, you know, uh. fucking ass over tea kettle, boom. I took the bump in the the middle of the hallway. Jeez, like I got to where I started looking for the piss. And <laughs> even that's even, no way to live. To yeah, be honest exactly, with you. exactly. I, I got to where I, I started looking for the piss, and even so, like when it's dark, you get up in the middle of the night to go, you know, use the bathroom yourself. Yeah, you're looking, but you're not really looking. I got to where sometimes I would step in a big pile of piss that Berkeley would leave right in the door threshold, going out of my room. Right. As a kid. I guess I was so fed up with, you know, stepping in piss and just having to look for it because he was such a bad dog initially. I got to where <laughs> to wash my foot off from stepping in Berkeley's piss. I would 
I would just go to the toilet and flush it. Make sure it was clean water. And I would just dunk my foot yep. <laughs> into the not, toilet. Not getting it clean. <laughs> if anything, you're making it worse. Now there's dog urine and fecal matter on your foot. I know. But I was just thinking, I was like, damn, kids are so disgusting. What's the cleanest thing I can think of? A swirly. Let's give it to my foot. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, as a kid, you kids are lazy so i you know damn going into the cabinet <laughs> and getting a rag and putting soap on it and washing my foot no yeah. screw that i'm just <laughs> why don't we just stick it in the tub or because <laughs> if i step the in toilet dog, water's already there it's the laziest thing you could do because i had a dog and he sometimes would pee in the floor and even the worst about it was my basset hound well, i had a basset hound and she she would pee in the floor. carly yes yeah. She would pee in the floor, and, like, it was always, like, in the carpet, and you wouldn't see it uh. until you walked over it with socks on. Oh, my And you're God. like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, but I would always take my sock off, throw it in the washer, and then I would put my foot in the shower and just kind of, like, let the water hit it and put some soap on the bottom of my foot and just rinse it off. That would be how I <laughs> cleaned it. You didn't do it. the toilet dunk? No, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I t I, speaking of dogs, I remember when I was younger, I was probably like maybe 10th, 9th, 10th grade. I went over to my friend John's house and we were playing football in the next door neighbor's yard because they had a big yard right there that was flat. And there was these two little kids and those kids are probably like out of college now or something. Yeah. But I remember they had this dog. It was like a lab, uh, lab almost like a long haired lab. I don't know. That's a thing. It might have been just a mud. Might have been some kind of mixed breed yeah. or something. So we were playing football, and one of the, you know one of the kids looks over, and there's like three or four of us that are like old enough, but we're basically just playing catch, uh, like one on one football. <laughs> so we look over, and somebody goes, "Uh oh," and the dog is taking a shit right there in the middle of the field. So we move over, and we're like, <laughs> "Oh man, nobody stepping that." Like two seconds later, one of the little kids goes, it's okay, he's taking care of it. We're like, what? And we look over and this dog has half a turd in its mouth, <laughs> just eating its own crap that it just pooped out. I'm like, geez, how bad or how good is your dog food <laughs> that, that it, you know, he'd rather eat this or he'd rather eat it again. Oh, so, God. That was pretty gross. But I'm not I, sure I've ever seen a dog do that. Uh, it was it was unsettling, to be honest with you. <laughs> Maybe you know the dog like had something wrong with it in the brain. You know, made it kind of like a handicapped dog. Uh, I've seen dogs eat nasty. Like Carly's big thing when she was out, like she would find stuff like, you know, my my mother-in-law owns an, a wedding chapel. Yeah, and they would just dump old food out in the back, like in the in the woods area. Yeah. And if she ever got off her leash, she would run back there and it'd be like old roast beef and she'd just be like, Yep, this is my scent and just roll <laughs> all in it. And there was one day that I gave her I gave her a bath and took her over there because I wasn't planning on staying long. And she found some in the backyard and she was like, Yep, this is happening and she just rolled all in it. I'm like, I'm gonna have to give you another bath now. I hate you. But but yeah. But no, I couldn't think of anything that was like gross but i did think of something i knew what you were probably going for like was the kid stories but what i thought of was the story that my buddy told me one time 
So I haven't talked to this guy in a few years, and I need to get back in touch with him to see the details of this story. But it kind of goes like this. He said when he was in college, he had a few roommates. And they were at the they were at their house one night, their little apartment that they had, and they noticed that they had some kind of mouse. Like, you know, cereal was busted into, um, flour was everywhere, whatever. Corner off the chip bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so they decided they were gonna, you know, try to um try to catch it. Pop so a cap in that yeah, mouse ass. I mean, it, it was it was to the point where they were frustrated now, so they went and got some mouse traps, and apparently one of the guys got to look at it because the mouse trap would hit it, and it would just shrug it off. <laughs> it was a rat, like oh, it was a yeah. big like like poodle blind poodle sized rat. Right, and so they didn't know what to do, so it was just wreaking havoc on them and whatnot. So, you know, they tried glue traps. That didn't work. They tried everything. Well, his dad actually worked at, like, this industrial supply warehouse-like type thing. Yeah. And he told him, he says, we we make these rat traps. They're like mouse traps, but they're a little bit bigger. Almost like, in layman's terms, it was a Pee Wee Herman mouse trap. Yeah, I mean, if you would imagine... If you were to imagine a mouse trap's normal size, it's, like, four inches long and couple inches wide right yeah this would have been like a foot like a shoebox right right <laughs> so he said it took like three of them to pull it open hold it open and then set the little latch on it yeah he's like so we put peanut butter or some cheese or something on it and he's like took two of us to hold it open and one guy to latch it he's <laughs> like so we set it in the counter and for like two days we heard nothing we thought the rat had just given up right. he's like and then one night like at like two, three in the morning, we heard, wham! He's like, <laughs> and it wakes us up. That's how loud it was. It was like somebody slapping their hands. He's like, and we had three different rooms, and we all ran out to the kitchen at the same time because we knew what happened. He's like, so we got in there and we opened her cabinet, and blood was everywhere. And there was a body of a mouse wiggling around, <laughs> and the head was in the trap. <laughs> so it wasn't the rat. It was. It was the mouse. a rat. No, it was a rat. Oh, it was. The oh, culprit. it was a rat. Yeah, yeah. It was a rat, and it got it. And this industrial strength it mouse sna- trap it decapitated. Just decapitated the, the him. I mean, oh man. Yeah. So he's just. He's like, man. It was just so gross. He's like, we we didn't keep anything that was like in boxes in that shelf anymore because. You know, obvious reasons. There's a mouse there, but yeah. he's like, man, it was horrible trying to clean all that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's that's something that really grosses me out. Is yeah. like just the thought having of blood, blood near my food. Yeah, you know, it just. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you don't want to know where your food's been and yeah. where the yeah, I mean, the cans and everything like that. It's just just gross. Well, you know, I was really big. I was really gun ho on like watching YouTube videos, you know, when when YouTube was first becoming a thing. Right. And just like, um, you know, digging deeper into stuff. And and, and like if you've ever watched any kind of documentary about like, uh, you know, there was one about Tyson Foods and, you know, just on the, the point of like something like their chicken how it's produced and how they treat the chickens and all that 
and then you watch something about how a chicken McNuggets made. Yeah. And pretty much you're grossed out and you never want to eat anything like that again. Right. So I've pretty much sworn off trying to figure out how something's made. You know, I, I I'd rather not know. I mean, I've heard this before that the FDA and the health department or whoever does food inspections allows a certain amount of rat hair. I know. That you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, no, don't say when that. When you hear that, it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, how much rat hair is too much? And who Any. decides the <laughs> right. line? Who who, who right. makes that line? Right. This tested positive for, positive for like nine rat hairs, and that's three well, too many. You know, just a little bit of AIDS is okay. Yeah. Just a, You know, just not a, a whole you, lot. You don't go full-blown. You know, no. just a little bit. We'll just You'll go HIV. Okay. You'll be okay. But I tell you what, we've been talking for a good little bit here, and uh, how about we take a quick commercial break for this this first commercial, hopefully the only commercial we do. Well, we might do a double here. Two Why for, not? Two for one. Two for one. Well, I, I tell you what, we'll just, you'll hear from whoever you hear from after this. I'm, well, you're going to hear from us, but after, uh, here's the Like sponsor-wise. Yeah, you're going to Just hear, keep listening. Yeah, and then we'll be back. When you go shopping for wine, do you look at the labels? Do you stare at the price and wonder if the wine is worth the expensive tag? Well, stop it, because Wine of the Month Club has you covered. Every month, Wine of the Month Club is going to send you two bottles of high-quality wine right to your front door. And what better way to say I'm thinking of you than a subscription to the original Wine of the Month Club for a friend or a sweetheart. Each month, they'll be reminded of your thoughtfulness and will receive the monthly wine letter and newsletter binder. Recipes, wine knowledge, and great wine, and the opportunity to get more of their favorites is at hand. Give with confidence and joy, knowing that you're a part of the original Wine of the Month Club. By the way, there are no dues, no fees, no hidden charges. Cancel any time with no obligation. Just pay no more than $23.96 plus shipping for two great bottles of wine. Go there now. Sign up by visiting our link, tinyurl.com slash p3wine. That's tinyurl.com slash p3wine. The Wine of the Month Club, the original wine club since 1972. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to P3 Radio. Josh Brawley and Richard Mulliken right here. And joining us right now on the phone lines, the one, the only, superstar Bill Dundee. Bill, how's it going, man? Good to be on with you today. Going pretty good, going pretty good. I mean, the subject that we've touched on is not too good, but it's just that's life, I guess, and things happen. And so, I don't know, man, I don't know about the rest of the world, but it, it got me. I feel sad. I'm still not over it. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's it's going to be a long while before we can get, I think, past that feeling because Brian was so young. But uh, I tell you, another guy we lost uh, recently was Brickhouse Brown. Do you have any memories of Brickhouse Brown and working with him? <laughs> yeah, well, I can't tell him on air. <laughs> I mean, I took Brickhouse to Louisiana. I, I, Bill Watts, JYD, that the junkyard dog, he was the, the black guy down there, and he was the star, and Bill Watts always liked to have a black star, and I brought Brickhouse in because J.Y. was needing the rest, so we sent him off to the Carolinas or somewhere, and I brought Brickhouse in. And we had a hell of a run with Brickhouse. He wasn't as big as J.Y.D., but the people bought him, and 
everything went good. So, no, I mean, he was another good worker, but I never hung around with him either away from the wrestling <laughs> business. So, two of them guys like BC and Brickhouse, I never really, different age group, so. Right. A different lifestyle, maybe, but anyway, that's another story. Yeah, I mean, have you ever been around, I know, you know, they say death comes in threes. Uh, have you been around a time where you lost, when it wasn't, like, related, like there wasn't a plane crash, there wasn't a car wreck, where you lost three people so close together in an unrelated, because you had not only uh, did you have Brian, you had Nikolai Volkov and Brickhouse Brown all within, like, minutes of each other. Have you ever seen that before? No, no, and it was, you know, when I read it all, it was on the internet or whatever it was, I said, oh, my God, this thing's coming threes, and this has happened, one, two, three. Right, and uh, the week before, we uh, we lost another guy that was on the indie circuit, and I don't know if you remember him, and I, if you saw him, you probably know him. His name was Robbie Douglas. He wrestled uh, for Derek a little bit here and there, and, you know, he'd worked a lot of indie shows. I, I know he worked my shows when I had him at the school here in Jackson, and uh, we lost him, so it was kind of coming in fours for me, and I think this might be the first Saturday that I haven't gotten news that a friend has passed away in a month. So, I mean, it's it's been a crazy month, especially for pro wrestling. Um, but I tell you what, we'll get off. We'll try to we'll try to segue off of death some. But did you ever have any run-ins with Nikolai Volkov since we just mentioned him? Well, I, he worked for me when I booked Bill Watts. He was the big wrestler. Him and Barry Dasso, we made Barry Dasso crush a Khrushchev, so we had them as a Russian tag team. Volkov would sing the Russian national anthem you know, in Russian or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, he, he was a hell of a worker, big guy. I got along good with him. I had never no problems. So, as far as I know, he was he was good to do business for me. So, that's all you can ask for. <laughs> That's what we're there for, to draw a few dollars and make a few dollars and make money. So, Well, you had mentioned him before we started talking about Brickhouse. JYD, that, were you in Mid-South whenever he was working for Bill Watts or he had already left by that time? No, I brought him down there. Oh, okay. So, so well, I was the booker for two years for Bill Watts. The best two years Louisiana ever had. He was truly booked. That's what they and say. He, and. Whenever WWE lured him away, they said it really killed Bill, you know, emotionally. I mean, you were there. How was he after that? Say that again? Well, I, th- I think, Josh, he's talking about he brought down uh, Brickhouse, not oh, JYD. Oh, yeah, 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 Okay, yeah, well, we but, got But we got you, were, you were there when JYD left to go to Vince, correct? And how did, how did Watts take that? Watts like Brickhouse, I mean... The only thing Watts said to me, but you had to eat his words in the hand because I had a little bet with him. He said to me, you ain't going to fill this place up a midget, are you? <laughs> I said, I beg your pardon, sir. What do you mean by that? And he said, well, hello, all little guys. I said, well, look at the business we're doing. The people don't know the little. And if we don't tell them, they won't know. So I had to look at your checkbook at the end of the month and tell me what their midgets are drawing. So I said, I said, I'll tell you what you do. You book Butch Reed, Jim Duggan, and all them big monsters, and I'll take the Rock and Roll Express, and me, Buddy Landale, and Terry Taylor, and we'll do different things, and we'll see you at the end of the month what's going on. <laughs> so I'll say this for what he had. He called the meeting, and he said, boys, I got to take my hat off to all them little bitty fellas. They outdrew it. So there's one thing about Watts, if you did it, he'd give you credit for it. So 
People don't give a damn how big you are. Right. They, so the rest of us care how big they are. Oh, one's a monster. He said, oh, bullshit. David whooped Goliath, and that's just how it was. The, the Jackie Fargo and, and the Fargo brothers weren't big guys, weren't monsters back in the good old days in the 50s. So Tennessee's always had smaller guys. Well, that certainly rings true today, you know, in the mainstream wrestling. I mean, whenever was there a time to where you see a lot more smaller guys, more athletic guys, you know, really being on top opposed to being the monsters? It seemed like it was a monster thing going on for oh, yeah. a long time. Yeah, and it was when Barnett brought all the big guys to Australia. When I started in Australia in the 50s, Barnett brought Mark Lewin, Ken Curtis, Peter Sorean, Mario Milano, all guys six foot and, and bigger. But me and Barnes started there, and we got here in 1975, but Bobby Shane wasn't a monster either. He was just a normal, you know, height guy and 250 pounds maybe. And he saw us here in, in Australia, and he got us booked here. And the rest is history, as they say. George got homesick, went home, and I stayed and got over like the son of a bitch. So you tell me, <laughs> little has nothing to do with it. Well, talking about Bobby Shane, he was the king of wrestling, I believe, whenever he passed away and had the plane crash or whatever it was. But I've also seen, you know, just doing research for certain interviews and stuff, Ernie the Big Cat Lad, at, at one point in the mid-70s, he was labeling himself as the king of wrestling. Who was the first king yeah. of wrestling? Was the, it? the people never bought that, didn't they? He never got a lot of publicity as the king of wrestling. Hell, when you're seven feet tall and 300 pounds, you don't need no gimmick. <laughs> you're already a gimmick. But Bobby Shane gave Lawler the king thing. Right. He, he kind of passed it on to Lawler. So Bobby Shane was the king of wrestling. He was the king of wrestling when he came to Australia and he got us booked here. Then he came back and we were, me and Barnes was going to start here and then go to work in Florida for him. That was the plan. And then the plane wreck happened and that shot that all the hell. George went home and I stayed here in the single back and forth. So things work out for the different, you know, who knows what would have happened if the plane crash hadn't wrecked and Barnes went home and we was a tag team. Who knows how all that would have ended up. But it worked out for me as a single, so what can you say? You know, Bill, we were sitting here talking before we get too far off. Uh, I want to remind everybody, you still have a book out there that is awesome. And I've read it two or three times. It's a great book. People need to read this book. If, you, if they want to get that book, who do they contact, who do they call, where do they go to get that book? Well, you can go to, what the hell is my website? Well, I ask my lovely wife where you go to get this thing. Not all of you go ask your wife, then I'll just keep talking to you and wander down. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. I got to do the same thing. But, but yeah, you know, Bill is very fan-friendly, fan Josh. Uh, my book has actually got an autograph in it. And he autographed it for me. And well, he said during the last show, the last time he was here, all you had to do was contact him, and he would personally autograph it, ship it to you, whatever. Yeah, and I tell you, it's a great read from front to back, back to front. Like I said, there's going to be stories in there. I laughed. I, I you know, got sad when he talked about um, uh, the car wreck that claimed um, oh, I'm Sam Bass. Sam Bass uh, and the two other guys. Oh, geez. I'm blanking on it names. Was, it's uh, been a long week. Uh, let me let you talk to Miss Dundee. She'll tell you where you go and get the book. Okay.
Hey, Shane, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, Miss Dundee? <laughs> this it, is It's going great. Let me tell you, have you, uh, on Facebook, mm-hmm. you go to, if you don't want the answer, don't ask the question. That's the name of Bill's book. Okay? Right. And And it will tell you everything you need to know. It will show the book. Uh, all the uh, the pictures and everything show you how to order over PayPal. It's all there. You need to be in that group. You need to go there. I, I, I'm actually, now that you mentioned that, I am in that group. And I was probably one of the first couple people, like I said, I worked with Bill was like my first wrestling trainer uh, here in Jackson, Tennessee. And I, I think I got one of the first copies of that book, and I read it three or four times. Like I told Bill, it was a great book. Um, and like I said, I just wanted people to know. So the Facebook page is, if you don't want the answer, don't ask the question. It's on Facebook. Join that group. They're going to give you all the information there. I was just telling Josh, my co-host here, uh, that when I got mine, Bill autographed it personally for me. Is he still doing that? Oh, it's it's a fantastic read, isn't it? Oh, yes, ma'am. It is a very good read. Uh, I tell you what, uh, while we got you on, do you have any good stories about Bill? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes, I have multiple stories about Bill, but I'm going to take the fifth on that one, okay? <laughs> well, I had to try. I had That's to try. probably the safest bet, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will take the fifth on there because I don't know how long your podcast goes. <laughs> oh, it, we can I, go as long as you want. You know, if you feel free to tell a story if you want to tell. I, I just don't think we have time for that. <laughs> so so if, if y'all don't mind, I'll take the fifth on uh, it. That'll be fun. Well, once again. Well, well that, but uh, the, the Facebook you will find that very interesting. You can find, and also on Twitter at Bill Dundee. Twitter at Bill Dundee, and once again, that Facebook group is called If You Don't Want the Answer, Don't Ask the Question. Uh, join that, that, that group. That, that, that same title is that fantastic book. Yep, and it's okay. a great book. It's a great book front to back. You won't be disappointed. Well, thank you so much for giving us that information there, Miss Dundee, and it's it's been a pleasure talking with you as well. Okay, and also one more Facebook. Oh, yeah. The Facebook group is Superstar Bill Dundee, and all three of these pages tell about his podcast, where you can tune into the podcast. It shows uh, all of all of the uh, the book, the pictures, uh, everything that he has to sell. You also keep up with where he is, where he's going. Uh, very informative. Go there. You'll enjoy it, okay? Great. Thank you so much. And like I said, I think I'm a member of that one as well. All righty, honey. Well, <laughs> here's Bill. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he hung up. Did he hang up? He hung up. <laughs> we'll just call him back. <laughs> oh man.
Maybe I should have paused it here. G'day, you've reached the mailbox of Bill Dundee. Leave a message. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. Of course. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll go ahead and promote the podcast, too. If you go to that Superstar Bill Dundee page, uh, you'll be able to see all of his podcasts and stuff. Bill's been doing podcasts now for a little while. He's he's getting better. He's not getting better. He's he's really good at it. He's He tells a great story. Uh, one of the better, best smaller workers, one of the best bar none workers of his time and of any time, uh, doing very entertaining things, uh, doing multiple high risk things before they were cool, really. And if you if you listen to that podcast, if you read that book, you're going to get some great stories. It won't be a bad thing at all to do that. You're, you're going to like it, and I think that you're going to come away with a newfound love and appreciation for Superstar Bill Dundee, right, Josh? Superstar Bill Dundee's the man. I mean, we know that because we're from around here, but, I mean, everybody listening, if you're not from where we're from, you may not have the view that we do on Superstar Bill Dundee, but I assure you, you go to YouTube, you're going to find a lot of footage of him you know from his heyday and all that you just take the time and watch you'll understand yeah i tell you what let's take a quick commercial break here to just try to <laughs> try to clear the palate uh and i know this will be our second one of the evening we'll make it a real quick one commercial and that's it just and then you can do us a favor and just buy whatever's on that commercial if you could uh and we'll be right back with more p3 radio We can vape if we want to, we can leave cigarettes behind Cause our friends all vape and if they don't vape then they're no friends of mine Yeah Mr. Vista Vapors For all your vaping needs, go to Vista Vapors at P3 Radio What? Not P3. No Not P3 Radio Oh. What the hell? It's tinyurl.com slash p3vista. tinyurl.com slash p3vista. Vista Vapors for all your vaping needs. We can leave cigarettes behind. Well, the sound of that music means we have reached the end of another episode of P3 Radio. And if you want to find us on Facebook, how can they do that, Richard? Just type in Pop Poncho on Facebook, and you can go to YouTube and type in P3 Radio, or on Twitter, at P3 Radio 1. Or you can go to our number, 731-300-6675. Yes, 731-300-MORK. Yeah, physically go to our number. Don't dial that in, don't text it, don't do anything. Physically go there. Go to it. Yes. And we will see you next week here on P3 Radio for Josh Brawley. I'm Richard Mulligan saying good night.